Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Phil Tiger. Hello Slackers, welcome to the Slacker Friends Podcast, the internet's finest music panel show. If you want music, if you want chat, if you want review, if you want the best guests, then hit the subscribe button and like this damn video. Each week I'm going to be tearing through what's happened in music and grill our guests on their thoughts and opinions um, of everything that's happened. Mad love to everybody who caught up with the KSI podcast that I dropped um, this week on the Slacker channel and um, the Phineas one the week beforehand, both of which have gone down incredibly well. Thank you also to the Slacker Patreons. Um, This machine um, marches on the support from you guys. So uh, it's currently helping me get better equipment so these videos can actually look way flipping better <laughs> than they do uh so for like two pounds a month you can um go and support the slacker podcast on the slacker podcast patreon which is patreon.com forward slash slacker podcast i said slacker podcast a while lot there <laughs> on to our slacker friends podcast we're joined by two members from the band creeper uh, they've just put out their latest album sex death and the infinite void introducing creep the first hello well Hello, how's it going? <laughs> I'm not too bad, man. Are you life life good? Yeah, not too bad. It's uh, it's another day in uh, in, in kind of coronavirus Britain, isn't it? It's, it's, it's another day of this crazy nonsense. So it's uh, kind of used to it now. It's the weird thing about it. It doesn't feel that strange anymore. We kind of all just adapted, you know. For the benefit of those who are um, not watching this on the on the Slacker YouTube channel, that Batman Returns T-shirt is. <laughs> I love it. It's got nice, there, isn't it? That is one hell of a t-shirt. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vintage one, actually. Like, so that's the, the cool thing. Our manager actually hit me up about this because I wanted one for ages and he found one on eBay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you noticed. Thanks very much. You know, I'm glad. That's, that's why I wear it. So people say that. <laughs> so, I, so I can say what I've just said back. <laughs> it was vintage, you know. Our second guest. <laughs> I've got a poison heart. I've had it is Ian from also from Creeper. <laughs> <laughs> also from Creeper. Hey, hey man, how you doing? I, I'm not too bad. What, what sort of t-shirt have you got? Like, I feel like t-shirts. Uh, I've got a uh, wrong side. It's backwards, isn't it? <laughs> I got a Devo shirt on. 
Devo. That is sick. Shirt. That's a sick shirt. That is pretty cool. Um, this is also a vintage shirt, to be honest. Vintage shirt crew, what? <laughs> Happy days. Where, where, are you, where are you guys pulling these vintage shirts, shirts out of? Are you, are you like stopping at vintage stores when you're on tour and things like that? Just a couple of cool guys. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of rad dudes talking about vintage shirts. You know how we do. No, I don't, think, I don't think that's us, really. We're not really like the vintage shop sort of people normally. Um, mm. In America, thrift stores and things. We do, we do that, Ian, don't we, sometimes? Yeah. Like, uh, I got this t-shirt good, from Goodwill. Dirk, one of our good friends who lives in Texas. Dirk is such a Texan name, isn't it? No, it's insane. <laughs> it's the most Texan guys, name you can Dirk. imagine. <laughs> you got a pair with his surname as well. His name is Dirk Gage. <laughs> yeah. So it's just guns on the mind all the time, you know? Dirk Gage. God, he sounds like a boiler. <laughs> I like him. I'm going to dedicate this whole show to the episode five of the, the internet's finest music panel shows dedicated to you, Boilerman Dirk Gage. Um, how, <laughs> how are things going with the with, with you guys? You've been very, very, very busy um, as of recent with the with the release of Sax Death and the Infinite Void. Yeah, it's been it's been mad, really. Like it's been so strange. Like put a record out in, in lockdown. It's like the weirdest thing you can imagine because you can't, that the whole model has to change. You know, you can't like go out and do record stores, in stores, you can't do, mm. you know, uh, live sessions. You can't, you can't do any of the stuff you normally do to promote a record. Like mm. even just playing like small intimate gigs and things, you can't do that. So um, we've had to kind of resort to kind of guerrilla tactics. Um, we've, <laughs> we've been doing like, uh, uh, we, we launched a video game online. We've, uh, we did uh, numerous kind of interactive panels and things. Uh, like, we'll watch films together with our audience. We did um, uh, a CreeperCon, which is like a live kind of uh, video thing with, with interviews of people who made the record and um, people who did the, this, this podcast of us. Just having to try and think of creative ways to, to, to make content and to, to, to keep it interesting, you know. It's just a bit of challenge in itself. Yeah, def def definitely. I mean, like, you kind of had to go about changing the band from a band, but also like uh, some sort of like multimedia company. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how we started seeing it after a while. It's kind of more like an entertainment company than uh, than with that. That you know, often it feels like the music industry reduces bands to uh, kind of t-shirt companies with jingles anyway these days because that's where there's no money in there, anything. Um, but like, I feel like. What we try to do is try and make it more like a multi kind of multimedia entertainment thing. It's it's got like there's the, the, the songs are obviously the, the core of it all, but uh, but it's um, all these different things too now. You know, lots of different lots of different formats and mediums. It's true though. Like I heard somebody um, not too long ago refer to a band as a travel and t-shirt salesman. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I was really upset by that. I was like, me, the music should have more worth than the t-shirt. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's just difficult with, with the way the world is now, you know, like the, uh, the, the, the way musicians are paid and things. It's, um, it's all kind of, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. You probably get paid more uh, when you're coming up at the very beginning than you do when you, when you start making some money, you know? <laughs> That's because, like, how it yeah, they, they, like, cause, like, there's bigger overheads and like, you know, you've got now you got like a light show and you've got like more people working on your tour and stuff. It, yeah, it is. It is crazy. Like, I mean, we could we could probably do about a 10 part podcast on, on this very subject alone. Mm -hmm. um, but like, is it is it been fun and like, has it been creatively fulfilling to have that music out and people enjoy it in? Yeah, yeah. It's been fun to uh, to have to adapt to the times. 
Because for us, Creeper has always been a, a creative project above everything else. Um, so being given, being given the opportunity, I know it's an awful thing to say because it's done so much horrible stuff around the world, but to be given a, an, an opportunity to be even more creative and to have to adapt to our environment has, um, it's been really fun. It's been really fun. I know uh, like Will has done a lot at his end because he's recently moved to Manchester. Mm. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, a good task almost. We've been tasked. It's, it's almost like, um, what's that TV show with uh, Alan Sugar? The Apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this week you are in the middle of a pandemic and you need to create numerous <laughs> ways to interact on a digital platform. <laughs> I mean... There's not, there's nothing really to compare it to, is it? Like, like there's no bands from 1917's Spanish flu pandemic running about going. This is how we drop the the sickest sheet music of 1917 around. This is what you should do, and this is how you should follow it. Mm -hmm. I, I bet they make some sick content though. So, you know, like, <laughs> content. They, like, they weren't as they weren't as jaded back then, you know. Just a couple, couple of like those like nice little Shutterstock images of somebody rolling a hoop and a stick down a hill. <laughs> sick, man. Yeah, the cup, the cup and the ball. You can just you, you can make uh, kind of band related games. Exactly, it's primitive TikTok. Right, let's let's move us into our, <laughs> let's move us into our our first question, which <laughs> I can't wait to play this up. Wars in this house. There's some wars in this house. There's some wars in this house. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, 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 you effing with some wet ass P word. Bring a bucket and a wet ass P word. Give me everything you've got for this wet ass P word. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. So that was um, Ben Shapiro, um, <laughs> version of um, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's track um, WAP with WAP, which um, came out on Friday. That was him reading out the, the lyrics of the, of the track and mm. compla <laughs> complaining about how, how um, offensive they were and how basically conservative he was. And my question regarding that was what what is the most explicit song that you've ever heard from um, going in uh, okay well honestly um when i was younger my brother really got me into like 90s hip-hop and i never usually talk about this but i started listening back to it the other day and i knew the words to all of these songs and I thought, oh my God, this is so weird. Like, I don't remember listening to too much of it, but it's in my brain. Like, my brain has soaked it up like a sponge. Yeah. Um, and then I went back. <laughs> I went back to Dr. Dre's 2001. Um, and that record is completely obscene, isn't it? Have you, have you ever listened to that record? I have listened to that record. I haven't listened to it any time recently. But if it's anything like going back to like the first um, Slim Shady record, you, you, you're listening oh to it God. now, yeah. and, and, and you remember all the words, and you're singing them, and then you're just like, hold on, I can't say that. That's the most offensive thing that I've heard. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I went back, and, like, there's only four songs on that. Maybe, uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Like, four or three songs that aren't of a very similar nature, but with uh, on, on the other foot, you know? It's yeah. very much guys talking about women and not women talking about guys. 
I don't think that Dr. Dre's albums were notorious for um, having a, a, a fair and equal gender balance of uh, <laughs> of relationships on them or or nineties or two thousands hip hop um, in in regards to like so I think you're probably right on that one. It's very difficult going back and listening to those things now, mm. but they're so ingrained in your consciousness because you didn't really get it when you were that young i don't think exactly I didn't. like i was listening to it and i was singing the words long and i was like oh my god i was doing the same thing when i was like i can't even recall what age it was but like younger mm. and um i just thought like back then i didn't understand what they were talking about and it hasn't had like some sort of um crazy effect on me and my mentality towards women or or, or men's approach to women um, yeah, but I just like back then I just didn't understand what they were saying. They were just random words and like random orders. I, I think back then parents used to think that like anything that their kids would consume, they would turn into. I mean, I've played mm. every single Grand Theft Auto and completed every Grand Theft Auto and I'm yet to go on a murderous kill frenzy. Like, <laughs> I say yes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, what about you? It's, it's funny like, about, about what Ian's saying as well. Like, uh, I remember um, at that sort of time, I had a friend called Paul Elliott, and we used to go around to his dad's house and sit in his shed, and he listened to all those records, and we just smoke weed and just. I feel like everyone from that era has very similar experiences, you know, mm-hmm. like playing like those old GTA games and like getting high and listening to those those with those old records. But like that was kind of the culture of the '90s as well, and stuff as well. You think about like what was going on on television at the time with Jerry Springer, and like it was all super violent, super turbulent all the time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, you had Marilyn Manson on TV, uh, you know, like on talk shows and things. Uh, it's just a different time. But so yeah, that's a good one, Ian. Um, I was going to say the most con- first of all, Ben Shapiro. What, a, what an idiot that guy is. Have you ever watched him on the internet? I don't really know that much about it. I've seen him on Joe Rogan before. He's like the conspiracy theory guy, and I've seen him on that. Um, but I mean, well, yeah, I, don't, I don't have much time for him, really. Like, Rogan's weird as well. Like, I like some, some, Joe Rogan is a weird one, because like, some of the things he says are, are, like, are like cool, and, I, and I'm with some of the stuff. But have you ever heard him talk about trans people on there? It's just absolutely horrendous. He's like, oh God, it's so frustrating. But yeah, Shapiro. He's a such like like a man. Of course, Shapiro is mad about that song. It's like a typical fodder for him. Mm. Uh, he is like it, it, all the hallmarks of uh, somebody who's never had sex before at his age. You know, like it's uh, <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. Like, why are we guys? We're in twenty twenty, and we're talking we're, we're we're talking about this sort of thing. Is it that is this is the song that different to what uh, from um, Anaconda, the uh, Nicki Minaj thing? Like. I don't think it is. I don't, why is it this way? It's so weird how things flare up, isn't it? Um, it's like, like for, for me, the song is no, like the song is like, the song is great, number one, right? I love this yeah. song. Like, mm. like the, you're allowed to talk about your body whatever way you want to talk about it. But like, for me, it's not, it's like, you know, Missy Elliott opened the doors for, for stuff like that. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah. like Missy Elliott is like the, the, the huge one, but like, my the reason I thought I'd get this on as a question because I'm more shocked at Ben Shapiro's reaction about like <laughs> somebody giving off about like people singing in a song. What is this like 1977 and like sex pistols have just come out point. and everybody's that, like that, going, that, "Wow, that. you can't do that." I mean, is he is he upset about Elvis Presley shaking his hips on TV or something? You know, like like it, it, that's what before we jumped on this Zoom, me and my girlfriend were watching the video for in the room, and she was like. Uh, 
why is it, why are people upset about things that men have been doing for years and years and years and years? Like, you know, like that, that, we literally have just been through, um, we were just, just, just talking about records then when we were kids that were much more controversial, that were much more like kind of misogynistic, um, that kind of operate in a similar sort of vein in terms of the controversy, but they were nowhere near as controversial as, as this has been with, you know, it's very strange. Anyway, um, what idiot that guy is. I yeah, Shapiro. I, I'm convinced that he doesn't even believe what he's saying, that he just does it because he knows it's like provocative. Exactly. Like like yeah, Katie I was Hopkins. literally just about to say Hopkins. Same thing. She's like the UK version. Oh, yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it, the, people might, it, the problem comes with these people is when they start making a career out of being controversial. Um, you know, and, and then it's hard to take anything they say seriously because, you know, it's, it's what's serious and what's what's an act, you know? Yeah, um, I think I, like, I'll leave the, the shock jock to the other people. I don't I don't have the I don't have the want for it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on. to. I, our, I, I, oh, yeah, sorry. So, so I was going to say um, the, like the most controversial song I could think of on top of my head was Stagger Lee by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that song, guys? I, I know uh, Stagger Lee, the character from the Clash songs. There's a, there's a stag- oh, the, 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 the Staggerly was a song on Murder Ballads by by Nick Cave, and yeah. uh, it's like, um, the, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic song. It's been redone a few, well, loads and loads of times. But Nick, Nick Cave's one's but particularly violent and graphic. And there's like a horrible line in it. I, I don't know how if I'm allowed to recite lines like the, the, this kind of grotesque stuff on your podcast. Is that okay? Go ahead. Is it all right to, if, to, if it's really horrible. Nick, I just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> the line is. Uh, it's, it's, it's about this horrible character, you know, uh, like that appears in this town, Staggerly. And uh, the, the line is... Be happy, dance, dance. Happy, happy, dance, dance. When we learn... It's a national treasure, you know? Like, it's, 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 it's funny now, like, back... That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like the most controversial lyric I could think of was uh, Nick Cave, Staggerly. And that's um, the thing, like, so yeah. the, that Nick Cave thing is... Um, that whole record, Murder Ballads, yeah. is pretty much exactly what it says on the tin. It's ballads uh, about various scenarios in which people get murdered. And like, to me, that's way more controversial than a lady singing about her, her kinks. Sexuality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, big time. I think, I think Will definitely wins that one, hands down. I can relate to yeah. <laughs> Ian's a little bit better. But I will go on the question number two. Never made it as a wise man Could have cut it as a poor man stealing Try to win it like a man Cause I know where the sense of feeling This is how you remind me of what I really am This is how you remind me of what I really am <sighs> There we go. That was a Sum 41 cover of Nickelback's How You Remind Me. Where I, mm. I, 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 like, I've been taking the covers because they generally don't get the, this podcast taken down off YouTube. Um, <laughs> but then I, when I was like hunting for, for like that cover, I just like, saw all the members of Sum 41. I was like, there's only one of them left that I can remember from the original you, lineup, and it's the singer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the, the guitarist joined back to- for that last record, didn't he? Like the original guitarist, and then he remem- remembered what he. And I, I don't know if he carried on, but like, yeah, he was like, "No, I'm not up for this." Um, this week, Nickelback teased an announcement on Twitter. Most people believed it to be the release of their tenth studio album. The internet went into overdrive with people taking the mic out of Nickelback, as they tend to do. Um, what is your opinion on Nickelback, in, and is how you remind me an absolute banger? <laughs> what do you um, think, Ian? 
Ian's a Metallica I, fan, so I feel like he's gonna be he's gonna have a strong opinion on this sort of thing. Okay. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> that's who I feel like they're they're, they're the problem. They're, they're the anti the anti Nickelback fan is the Metallica fan. I feel like. <laughs> so I want to hear your opinion first, Ian. So I feel you're, like it's, it's your lot who causing all the trouble with this. In 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 light of being diplomatic, I. <laughs> <laughs> this is based on the, their output and what falls in line with my tastes. It's nothing about the guys, obviously. Okay, so you're um, coming at this from a subjective point. You're not um, standing on top of the hill saying this is what Metallica fans worldwide think. <laughs> He's speaking for the Metallica fan club, whether he likes it or not. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, Nickelback... Early Nickelback, they had some absolute guitar riffs. So I'll start off there with a positive, okay? It's, it's a sandwich, okay? I'll start off with a positive. Then I'll go into the fact that Nickelback are so inoffensive <laughs> that it's offensive. <laughs> if, you, if you understand what I mean. It's so middle of the road and dull <laughs> that it doesn't do anything for me. I, like, I'm a person that reacts to extremes like extreme sad music or extreme loud and noisy music so for that to fall somewhere so desperately in the middle of all that is just completely off of my radar of taste um <laughs> this is like um this is actually worse than saying you just think it's crap like this, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> this is what i wanted forensically I was waiting for it. breaking it down and why it's crap i mean <laughs> um but yeah i can understand like I can understand why that song is is uh, is I don't know liked. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to word this nicely. Um, it's got like a hook. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like trying to. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, carry on. Will your turn. <laughs> well, I, I, I knew I knew I wouldn't feel as strongly about it as you did. That's why I wanted you to go first. Um, I, I I just feel like. With a lot of stuff like this, it's easy for me just to, just to turn my brain off because when I hear it, like, as long as I'm not like, put through it over and over again, I don't have to relive it. Like, I just kind of go, oh, this is clearly not for me. It's like when people get, like, people who are my age, our age, Ian, I suppose, um, and probably your age as well, Phil, I'm sure. <laughs> um, we're no, probably all the same age. Not my um, age. Um, <laughs> but I feel like when people get mad about stuff, like, uh, you know, when they see, like, I don't know, the latest thing, uh, the latest pop star with a guitar, you know, rather than a rock band. They go, this is not rock music. And like, I always just feel like, it's, well, it's clearly not for us, is it? It's not made for us. Like, why would we, why would that, why would I, you know, it wouldn't bother me. Nickelback's a little bit of a strange one because they're like, they are from like alternative rock world, aren't they? They're like, like, like a proper band, Sim. And uh, that song used to be on like Kerrang TV and like Skulls and stuff and P-Rock and stuff when I was younger. But if you oh, go on. to some I record just... shops, shops, like if you go into some record shops, you and Nickelback will be in the same aisle of like rock music. Like, I mean, like, like obviously not within the, the terminology of it. Like, that's like... why we named ourselves Creeper. So it would be as far as away from, from Nickelback <laughs> as possible. So just see at the beginning, we come first, you know. Um, no, I know what you mean. Uh, we, me and Ian have a phrase for that, that, that HMV used to call all that music. They'd label it all. Um, every, it seemed like every other type of music in HMV had its own specific kind of genres, but rock music just came under general rock. And general rock is the perfect um, catch-all term for Nickelback, I'd say. You know, it's just general rock, just a fucking couple of rockers, you know, some rock guys and <laughs> cowboy hats. With beaded necklaces. And, yeah. I've yeah, met. There's a, a shark's tooth around his neck, you know? Like, this, 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 this is the rock guy. <laughs> 
that's that's that man you really really suit you I, i've met people who who like nickelback as well and they're kind of like the they're like flat earthers like they're really really like into what what they're into like like they, there's no, there's no denial of like it, it being any way other than brilliant you gotta just give it to him though. I think that the thing is like it, it's catchy music. Like it's just not. I don't know. If I if I, I I feel like I'd feel a real way about it if I was put put through it all the time. If it was like everywhere, it was impossible to escape. I think it would drive me insane. Hmm. But like really, like it, it, it's only those classic those classic Nickelback songs that you know. Really, you know, um, the one up from the Spider Man movie. <laughs> you ever seen the, <laughs> you ever seen the video for the Spider Man one? The video for the Spider the Nickelback video Nickelback. Um, the Nickelback video for the Spider-Man song, the hero song, is such a crazy video. Like, it's so weird. They're like, it's just Nickelback playing in, in kind of the uh, the Marvel universe, really. Oh, like building. Paper, yeah, yeah. Really weird. Like, really strange. You wouldn't think those, you know, those cowboys would be up there doing that. But they were. <laughs> cowboys? So, <laughs> cowboys are too... I think they are cowboys. They're they're, they are cowboys, guys. They wear, they wear the Western hats and things, aren't they? Are they from Canada? Canada? Like, they're closer to being... Yeah. <laughs> Can the Canadian, Canadian cowboys, you know? <laughs> oh, it's got a good Canadian. ring to it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's got... Okay, so I think, like, the what I'm taking from that is, like... You're not a massive fan, Ian, and, and well, you're just ambivalent. Like, you can turn your brain off to it if you want to. Yeah, I mean, if it came on in a nightclub and you're drunk enough, you're going to sell on to anything, aren't you? So it was, it, I wouldn't buy the records, but um, DJ, I wouldn't buy the club, records. What nightclub are you in that they're playing? How are you remind me? <laughs> Have you guys ever been to a place called Satan's Hollow in Manchester? Um, <laughs> that's where they play Nickelback. Is it? <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is like, shout out to, this question is for everybody who spent a lot of time on Netflix over um, lockdown.
You know when you turn Netflix on, it goes da dum. Yeah, that is um, a commission from Netflix to Hans Zimmer, um, one of the finest um, soundtrack uh, um, composers anywhere ever. Um, and they just they gave him the the brief of the Netflix. And um. he made this. <laughs> Whoa, it's cool, man. It's I like really that. cool. You can Although tell it does, it does sound like the introduction to a, a news report. <laughs> it does, it does a little bit. But what, what news report comes up after this? Listen. Meet Hubert. The ice skating squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I think though that like Netflix have been like, right, we've got all that sweet internet money, that sweet streaming money right now. Let's let's give ourselves a bougie um like sound ident. Because 20th Century Fox have got the big the big bad boy. Um, there's the one, the, the lion roaring. Is that 20th Century Fox? You got like the universe. Paramount, I think. Is it Paramount? Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, Netflix was just. It's a bit, bit shit. Like, like, you know, if you're tr- going to try and be like one of the biggest movie producers in the world. Mm. I think it's cool, man. It sounds like someone running, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, sound, it does sound like money. That would I'm, be a really intense run, wouldn't it? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then you get there and you, like, you run into a door where you knock twice. Dun, dun, and that's it. And then you like, let him to Netflix. Because that's 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 the film the trailer like it should be a man running towards the door to a Netflix door, and then you just open it up and then on the other side it's uh, another episode of Trailer Park Boys. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Happy days with the, with the. You've been watching Netflix for twelve hours. Are you still alive? Free <laughs> one for yes, not for no. Do you need us to call the police? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the tenuous question that I have linked to the Netflix and Hans Zimmer um, collaboration is, what is the best theme song to a TV show you've ever heard? Wow. This, so this... There's loads of things to take into consideration with this, isn't there? Like how well it advertises the show. Can it be used as a standalone track? Like, is it short enough? Is it too long? Like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, what's the really first one that comes to your mind? <laughs> the first one that comes to my mind is. I've just realised, Ashley, that well, you, you've not been answering these questions. <laughs> it's just been us. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time we asked you the question. Oh, guys, it's just started <laughs> storming here. So if it gets too loud in the background, just tell me to shut the window. I'll just play some TV theme tunes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Um, my favorite TV theme tune, um, which I'm going to go for, is I'm not really taking part in this. Like I'm just asking the questions, but I'm going to answer this one. It has to be only Fools and Horses because it's mm-hmm. the best theme tune because it sounds like it could have been an actual hit record from around that time. And it, it sounds like it is to watch. Well, I guess which makes a good theme tune. Mm. Okay. Like, like old school cheers. You, like, you can imagine that being played on the jukebox and that like old well, but- Cheers was, was going to be mine. That was going to be my theme tune. That's the best one. Uh, you know, where everybody knows your name. That, that, that is the best uh, for me. That's the best one. <laughs> the like, best one, uh, flat out. Yeah, that's, that, well, I mean, that's, that was the question, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the best one. Um, in, in my opinion, I think uh, that uh, having 
like, like a song that literally, you know, where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you, glad you came. There's something really, really nice about that, you know? Like, welcome back to Cheers. Everyone loves you at Cheers. It's a great bar. Uh, sit down with these people. <laughs> it's so like, different, you know. yes, though. Like, if you go to this, the, the, if you went to a bar every single day the same way they do in Cheers, nobody's always glad you came because you obviously hit <laughs> yourself last night when you like took your trousers off and like started wiping your bum like a dog on the pool table. Everyone would be like, going, Norm, no, please, God, no, Norm. Somebody call his wife. <laughs> well, everybody wants you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the first one that came to my head, and I can't explain it, was Pokemon. Yeah. That is a great one. Um, oh, that is a really good I wanna one. Be the very wanna best. be the very best. No one, ever, no one ever wants. And then it goes on just to explain what it is to be a Pokemon hunter, you know? Catching Pokemon, you want to collect more, blah, blah, blah. It says but, quite, a, quite a lot about the human condition, doesn't it? You know? it exactly. Tells, it tells you what it is to be a man. You know? <laughs> Pokemon is like a, it's like a parable for capitalism, isn't it? Yeah. That's well, a, but I, the other one that you, came to mind when you guys started talking about Cheers... Is friends because the clap, oh, yeah. da, 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 like that's so synonymous. Like we're friends, uh, even though that wasn't for the show, it was it. That was like a separate song. But when you hear that song and you hear the clap, everybody thinks immediately of friends. So, <laughs> so do I don't you, know do if guys, that counts. I don't know if that counts. Do you guys remember? You know when you were saying "Only Fools and Horses" earlier on, Bill. I was thinking, I was thinking, what's that theme tune? And then in my head, the big break theme tune came on. You know. It, yeah. It's only a game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? That's a good one. Here's a question. Have you ever listened to any other song by the Rembrandts other than the Friends track? No, never. So I, I decided, I don't, know, I don't know why, but like I was chatting to somebody, I was like, I, I can't think of one other song of theirs. And they really are a band that struck it lucky, right? I'm going to play a little bit of just the, their third biggest track. It's called Someone. Let me forward it on a bit. The way that you do, someone who needs me the way I need you. I mean, they locked out. I listened to like a couple of tracks and I was just like, one hit wonder. I mean, it's, 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 it's very typical of the music at that sort of time, isn't it? That kind of, um, there's loads of bands doing that same sort of thing. You know, good bands from the era that, that should have, you know, that associate with that sort of sound, that did it a lot better. Like the Jim Blossoms and, and great bands like that, you know? Why aren't they the, the, the theme tune to Friends, you know? But Hey Jealousy would make a much better theme tune to Friends than um, the song with the claps, maybe. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, that's maybe a pretty... it makes a different. It's a different show, though, isn't it? If, it's, if Hey Jealousy is the theme to Friends, it's a much more sad and depressing show. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Joey's an alcoholic because it's built. Yeah, I was literally just anymore. about to say that. That's so weird. That's so weird. I was just about to say Joey would be drinking a lot more <laughs> to deal with his masculinity issues. <laughs> I prefer the dark. I, I, I prefer the dark timeline to Friends because Friends Friends by its very nature these days. If you look back on that, it's extremely problematic. It's a uh, um, you know, a lot of really homophobic jokes in there, guys. Um, Lots of fat shaming. Lots of fat yeah, shaming. Yeah, you know. And, and I, I, I'm willing to... It's, it's all right, I suppose. Like, Chandler Bing, like, like what was it? What's her name? Um, what, who did Courtney Cox play? Monica. Monica, Monica yeah. Monica. That, 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 the, the apartments they had, you know, these giant places in New York, you know? You guys have been to New York. It's, you can't afford that, that, that sort of place. You're some sort of millionaire. 
So I don't know. I think evil. Also, Ross was quite like if you look at it like from an outsider like looking in now, Ross was quite controlling of of any of the partners that he went out with, like yeah. in a really problematic way. And you're like, the '90s were a very different time. Mm. Toxic Ross. Yeah, <laughs> Toxic Ross was a great band. That sounds like a MySpace name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the question where we want an example of a time that you met a celebrity or musician, um, and maybe had a life-affirming or embarrassing moment uh, with that that pop star, actor, um, meme lord, or Z-lister that you may have met in McDonald's or wherever. Um, starting with you, Will. Oh, there's, there's, there's a few for this one. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll leave it two he options. Laughing you can have... He knows which one you're going to pick. Yeah. <laughs> He's always with me when this happens. That's why. Um, I'm going to tell you the story about Marilyn Manson, I think. Um, so we are booked to, to play... Um, what are we doing? We're doing... The, we're, we're going to America and to, go to start a tour. But before we begin, we're playing the Alternative Press Music Awards, which... I just assumed would be a little bit like the Kerrang Awards or the Rock Sound Awards here in the UK. But it's absolutely not like that. It's in a massive like basketball stadium and it's live on TV and it's like a spectacle and there's all these people there. So I like but we've got off the plane and I've immediately started drinking, like straight away. And uh our precursor to this, Net Deep, uh like the UK uh, pop punk band Friends of Ours, asked me to 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 come on and do like a little uh, a little guest part they were doing a pop punk medley they were doing a green day song called welcome to paradise a song from the record dookie which i knew really really well because i grew up listening to that music hadn't listened to it for a few years to be fair to me um but to be fair to me um <laughs> but uh, I, I, uh, um, I was like fuck it you know you, you remember that stuff and i and i thought it was gonna be a small affair you know anyway we turned up and i was drunk as shit and we were backstage in this place and um I suddenly realized when I, as I got there that like we were doing this, this, this massive performance on this ridiculously massive stage, all these catwalks and things. And um, had all these people brought in to kind of jump up and down in the front row with their hands in the air and stuff. Like, you know, like how these, these TV, these music shows are, these awards yeah. things. So suddenly I realized, shit, I'm singing the second verse to Earth in the Paradise. I haven't listened to that since I was like 17. I should probably try and catch up on this. But because I've been like drinking and smoking all day, my voice is kind of fried already. And we realized I got off a plane. And so like, but I didn't realize it was going to be this thing, to be honest with you. Anyway, so I'm, I'm running through the lyrics over and over and over again. And it's just not going in my head. And I'm just like, shit, shit, shit. And there's other singers from other pop punk bands who like are a lot more kind of to, more together than me. They're like a lot, they're, 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 they're like, I don't know where they come from, these, these pop punk singers that can sing um, like, like high school musical dudes. They're going to do amazing trills and it's, it, it's like a, a crazy poppy voice. That's just not the scene that me or Ian are from, with, from punk, you know? So he's kind of learned it, learned it on the fly. So it was already weird. They were, we were all behind a giant curtain at the side of this, this, um, this stadium. And Net Deeper are going on. They're starting to play their pop punk medley. They're doing like a bunch of different classic pop punk songs and different singers are joining them at different point, points. I'm back there, everyone's stretching out and uh, doing all these ridiculous vocal warm-ups and I'm just there like, shit. Like, I have really long hair at the time as well yeah. and it's really fucking warm and I'm just sweating and melting all, all, all down. I'm wearing a leather jacket because that's what we used to wear at the time. 
And anyway, um, I'm like shitting it. I'm thinking, oh, I've really, I should have prepared for this. So this is classic me. This is like that, that same feeling you've got where you're like, I'm going to stay up and study for my SATs. And I stay up and study for my SATs. And yes, absolutely did not. You stayed up watching professional wrestling all night and then you go to <laughs> and wing it. It's the exact same feeling as that. Uh, and so then I'm like, oh, all these other boys, they're much more prepared than me. This is not good. And um, my tour manager there, Ke- is Ke- my, my, my Keegan, and, um, and he's, he was tour managing us at the time. And Ian and Ollie had gone around and somehow got into the bit with all of the, the hired kind of jump, kids that were jumping around and stuff. They're in that, that little bit somehow. Anyway, I'm behind the curtain and it's almost my time to go on. And I'm like, this can't get any worse. I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess this up live on TV my first time in America. Anyway, I turn around to make everything worse. Just turn around, Marilyn Manson is behind me. This is Marilyn Manson. Like, and, and it's the one person I was not expecting to see. Like, I, I just turn spin around like this, and Manson's there. And, and, then, and then I just immediately go, oh. and I look over to Keegan, and I go, Keegan, that's Marilyn Manson. He goes, yeah, no, mate. <laughs> he, 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 he's, like, he's like, yeah, no, mate. And I'm like, why is that? He's like, yeah, I, I knew you'd be weird. I knew it was going to weird you out, so I didn't want to say anything. And I was like, he's just there. He's like, he's down there. And I was like, mate, I have to say hello to him. And he's like, you sure that's a good idea? And I was like, yeah, we've got, I've, got to, I've got to say hello. And because um, Marilyn Manson was collecting an awards, and so we're all at this, the, the, behind this big curtain, behind this, this stage. And so I, I, go, I, go, I go, mate, here's my phone. Um, so I just want you to take a picture of me and Marilyn Manson. Like, I've got to have this picture. And I'm, I'm like minutes away from going on stage. Uh, so I go, I go t- touch him on the shoulder, put my hand out, touch him on the shoulder like that. As I touch him, his bodyguard just appears out of nowhere. What? And I'm like, karate chops, karate chops my hand off him. Like that. <laughs> and Keegan's filming it all on my phone because he's very sad in his Puts my hand off him. Marley Manson turns around and he's wearing grills. You know, it's like that whole period of time where he's wearing like, like a grill. And he turned around and he just looked at me and it's just me and Marley Manson staring at each other. I'm completely covered in sweat because I'm about to go do this thing. Absolutely hammered. Um, and he's there wearing like a flat cap, grills, and there's a bodyguard that's shouting at me in the middle. And so then I kind of back off and, he, and he's just staring at me. And I turn around this way and I see behind him Twiggy Ramirez, um, who has now been cancelled, uh, but yeah, who's not these days. Everyone's a piece of shit. Uh, but Twiggy Ramirez is there. And then I'm like, maybe I can get a picture with Twiggy. Is that cool? Yeah. And then Twiggy's looking at me across the way, like kind of, there's this whole on off thing. And then in the end, I bottled all of it, turned back around to Keegan, and he went, that didn't go very well, did it, mate? Like, no, it didn't, mate. No, it did not. And then um, the deep tour manager grabs me. He goes, "You know what? You're on." I'm like, "Shit! I was supposed to be learning the lyrics to 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 um, the, the, the song for this." And then they push me out for the curtain. I kind of stumble out, and I walk out. I had to act confident, so I'm walking out, and I'm chewing gum as well because I'm trying to sober up. I get to the mic, and I'm just like, "Right, just remember the lyrics. Just remember the lyrics. Don't fuck up the lyrics." Get to the front first bit, and I sing the first line. A gunshot rings out at the station. And then immediately in my head, the fucking, the prang of uh, embarrassment of what's just happened with Marilyn Manson, who was like my hero when I was a kid, is just going Manson, 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 Manson in my head. Oh. And then I completely forget the words and just go, in the crowd. Like this, this there, just laughing at me, dancing and stuff. Um, we've all been drinking all day, so we're all gonna be hammered in front of like millions of people. Oh like, and the, 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 the kids in the, the pop punk world have just never let me live it down. There were all these hilarious comments in the video, because um, it went on YouTube and stuff as well after it was on telly. 
And all this, they're like, that guy from Creeper looks wasted. That guy from Creeper doesn't seem to know the words to Welcome to Paradise. <laughs> and I keep thinking in my head, every time I read it, I'm like, you don't understand what it was like. I met Marilyn Manson and he didn't want to speak to me. And then he had gold teeth and then took you to Paradise behind him and he didn't want to speak to me either. <laughs> and, like, and you're like, I was wasted was and I didn't know the words, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just back up. I had a hard day, all right? God, I got off a plane and got completely wasted and went to an award show. Like, yeah, Being, so. Me and uh, <laughs> Ollie and I couldn't believe it. It was like, unfortunately, we were, we were laughing at your expense, and I do feel bad about that. Um, oh. But we, we were like new. down in the crowd, surrounded by these kids that were jumping up and down because they'd been told to do so, like queued by like a cue card. And um, <laughs> you came out, <laughs> and we were like, "Yeah, Will's coming out on stage." And then he came out and started <laughs> singing that first line, and then quite clearly. <laughs> quite clearly forgot the lyrics and started like you said he started going mmm, mmm, and I looked at Ollie <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and Ollie just went what's happening and then I, and I, and to Ollie, I was like I think he's forgotten the lyrics mate and then I could see like the panic in Will's face and then uh, and then we walked off stage and we were like oh Oh no, well. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny because, like, I had to, like, obviously, when you're up there, you can't make it look like you don't know what's going on. So I'm just going, you know, like, like <laughs> trying to be confident, even though I've, I've obviously just completely bottled the whole thing. Did you not it. just like get your phone and hold it out to the crowd, like, like you're like, oh, and now you uh, sing it? <laughs> I didn't take it. I, did, I didn't even take it off the stand. I think it was a miracle that I made it onto the stage. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> at that point in the, in the day, Keegan, Keegan was like, "Oh, your voice is all charred up. Have some whiskey." And I was like, right. "And so that would have gone terribly." And then immediately, the first person I saw when I got back off, then um, the, the this really nice guy from this this band, Rome, uh, he came on next, but he could do a backflip. Like he, like he was the guy, like, like, like that's kind of his thing he can do. Like he, he, he sings and then he does a back, and he did, so then as soon as I came off, he came on and just did a, a straight backflip straight on the stage, stand, a standing backflip. I was like, Jesus Christ, this has gone so bad. How much worse can this go? Why did you send him out afterwards? He can do a backflip. Oh I, can, I didn't even take the mic off the stand. That is, that is genuinely, that's hilarious. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. one of the best answers to the stories. Um, Ian, how are you going to top that one? I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> um, but I don't know the difficult the only one I can the only one that comes to mind was um, Danny Filth now I didn't like when I was younger I was a big fan of Cradle of Filth like Crowley and the Beast uh, Midian I listened to those records all the time and it was a similar situation we were in uh, we were at another awards I was ceremony. at this one as well yeah I was yeah, at this exactly. one too um, it was at Kerrang I can't remember what, what year it was, maybe 2016. I can't remember. We were with Kyle, were we? With Kyle that year. Yes. We, yeah, yeah, we were. We were. That was when Cena was still in the band, I think. Anyway. Time ago, that. Anyway, so uh, Danny Filth was there, and I was like, oh my God, that's Danny Filth. So a whole, and all these memories came back of me sat in this room alone listening to this record. And I was like, oh man, I need to say hi to him by the end of the night. I really, really need to go and say hi. So there was one point I went over to say hi to him. Um, he was sat in a chair and I went over and just as I got near him, there was an, an announcement like, please can everybody make their way to their seats? And I was like, oh, fuck. So I like turn around, went back to the table. I was like, okay, I missed that one opportunity. I'm going to have another opportunity later on. I know I will. Mm. Um, and I didn't until the very end of the night where everybody had left and they were going around packing all the tables up and packing all the seats up. And... Um, Danny Phil was just wandering across the, like the main arena area. 
and uh, Will, you were you were with me, right? Yeah, so yeah you were literally with say. me. And I was like, oh, Will, I'm going to do this. This is like my opportunity. I'm going to go. I'm going to go, 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 go. So I wandered over to him and I went, hey, Danny. And he, he's got like a really kind of like posh accent. And he turned around, he was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I just wanted to say hi, man. Like when I was younger, I listened to like, uh, Crowley and the Beast on repeat all the time and he went oh <laughs> well I'm glad I'm glad and then, then he turned around to me and went oh have you listened to the new record yet and I was like oh fuck no I haven't what do I say like I don't want him to think that I'm too cool to listen to the new music yeah. but like I was like oh okay I'm, go I'm gonna be honest and I said no dude I haven't I haven't listened to it and he went aha trick question it's not released yet if you said yes i would have called you out <laughs> and i was oh like Whoa. <laughs> it was like super intense um what? Uh, yeah but that's such a weird thing to do like, yeah, i know it's so weird that? isn't it weird thing some dude you've literally never met before and he's like ha <laughs> <laughs> the scarlet pimpernel <laughs> <laughs> unmask yourself <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. And then, do you uh, remember the next time we, we yeah. saw him at the Metal Hammer Awards, like the week later, where he was in all his makeup and he mm. just did not remember us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing the same thing. He's like going, "Have you listened to the new record?" <laughs> imagine, imagine he if we heard him do that to same. somebody else. <laughs> he does the exact same routine again. That would be so funny. That's a stick. I love it. I, I want like you to use the, the the platform to give a shout out to like a band that's on their way up that that you that you're enjoying that, that I need to go and listen to that anybody who's listening to the podcast wants to go and listen to. Um, before we leave, Ian, who should who should I be going and checking out after this? Um, so there is this band that I really enjoy called Other Half. Um, they're they're a UK band. And their singer, Cal, is uh, a guy that we've actually been friends with for a long time because we were in a band before this called Our Time Down Here. And we played some shows with them in Norwich. Uh, they were in a band called Man Bear Pig, um, which is <laughs> it's a silly name, but they actually had some very serious, like, uh, emotionally driven songs. Yeah. Um, and back then, I remember on... I just remember really enjoying, uh, like, his lyrics and the, and the way the songs were written. Um, but yeah, he's grown up, he's moved on, he's on various different projects, and now he's got this new project called Other Half. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan, like that love for his style of songwriting has carried on over to that for sure. Um, and they're releasing a new record. They're literally doing the campaign right now, they're releasing singles. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yeah, I back it. I think they're really great. And they're, they're signed to Venn Records, which is also run by our friends. So like, yeah, I think, I think they're a good shout. I think you should go and check them out. Wicked, love that. Um, well, what about you? So I discovered this band the other day. Um, I was in Devon uh, at a recording studio, and um, someone showed me a band that. Do you, know, do you remember the band Dry the River? Uh, you, yes. Do, are you familiar with that band? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so Pat from Dry the River, um, who used to be in Dry the River, um, uh, I believe he was the the, the, the the keys player. He's in a, in a band called uh, Lyr. Um, I can't remember what, for the life of me what it stands for, the acronym, but uh, LYR. And uh, what's really cool about this band is they have uh, the Poet Laureate as the singer. Um, if you know what the Poet Laureate is, I didn't know what it is. So like a... Well, the Poet please, Laureate um, is like the, is like the, the, the person who the is... queens. Yeah, like heading up the king or queen of poetry for a specific amount of time and then it changes to somebody else. 
Yeah, so so it's it's uh, it, like it, it's funny they they started this band, did this record before he got the Poet Laureate, um, to my understanding. And uh, but when you get the Poet Laureate, you don't just get loads of money or anything like that. Like, and you don't choose, you don't enter yourself into being the Poet Laureate. That they, they the, the the people who do that thing find you and isn't make you the Poet, Poet Laureate. Isn't the Poet Laureate Simon Armitage? No, it's uh, well, uh, to my to my knowledge, this 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 uh, the, the the current uh, poet laureate, the, the singer in this band, uh, he got like all this sherry. You get like, this sh- like all this sherry turns <laughs> up. You get like they, they 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 give you sherry. Like that's that's what you get. That's yeah. what you, you reward for being the poet laureate. You, you get all this sherry. So yeah, I, I'm not quite sure the real rules of this, but you'd be able to find out online. Um, but they have a record that I really like called uh, "Calling the Crash Team," and uh, in particular, you should listen to a song called "Never Good with Horses." And what it is, is really, really interesting kind of uh, like, a, it's really interesting music beds and beats. And he just kind of spits poetry out a little bit. But like, I, because of what I, my role in Creeper, I really, really appreciate it when I hear like really good lyrics and things and really, really well, um, cleverly thought out uh, lines and the way they're delivered and stuff that really appeals to me. And that's what makes me feel a lot of, uh, a lot of things in music. That's my relationship with it a lot of the time. And uh, so this is really, I find it really moving, especially this, this, that song, Never Good With Horses. Um, it's all on Spotify, LYR they're called. And yeah, it's just amazing. And it, he doesn't, uh, he's got this really interesting delivery on, on these songs um, where it's kind of just like, there's not, not a whole lot of emotion in, 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 in he's, he's excited as he's saying it. It's just kind of delivered really coldly and oh, it's just beautiful. Really moving stuff. And the whole, the whole record's really, really good. It's a, amazing. a bit of out of the box for me. Um, for something I, I don't listen to, but I, I, we, we've been listening to it in the house all the time recently so it is really cool love it um so for any of the creeper fans that have um, been watching this on the my slacker youtube channel or on the slacker podcast um you'll know well about how amazing the the new record is um for anybody who's listening to this and is is fresh to creeper then go and check out um the brand new album sex death and the infinite void and it is (laughs) now um guys thank you for spending um the time with me and uh, thank you for your answers and thanks for being my slacker fans thanks for having us on it's been good fun Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.